we're going to begin uh, with the catechism that we've been going through on Sunday mornings. Uh, this week, last week, we saw uh, what was the uh, two weeks ago. We see how God accomplishes his decrees, his decrees being that which he desires, that which he proclaims, that which he works in and through creation for the sake of achieving his purposes and desires, and that the manner in which he accomplished his decrees were in the acts of providence, him providing and directly being involved in guiding and involvement in his creation, as well as the works of creation. And last week we discussed the nature of creation, what is creation. It's any and all things that God made, that God spoke into existence, and that it was very good. And we discussed uh, how, that's dis- how that's taught through Genesis and elsewhere in Scripture. And this week, how did God create man? So part of creation, part of God's decree that God had a plan, God has a desire, God was, it was and is working something out through time and through history, that it's not some cosmic accident, that it's not some willy-nilly see what's going to happen if I do this, that, or the other, and just who cares about the outcome, but that God's intentional purposes for the accomplishment of what he wants this world to be, he created, and in creation, he created man. The answer to how did God create man is that God created man, male and female, after his own image, in knowledge, righteousness, and holiness, with dominion over the creatures. Breaking this down phrase by phrase, uh, it is very helpful for us to realize and stand firm. As much as we might want to be nice, we as the church are called to be gentle, kind, and loving. But for the sake of niceties, We have allowed people to redefine terms that Scripture makes it very clear God has created all of mankind, male or female. And that we cannot allow ourselves to adopt any sort of belief or any sort of understanding that would suggest that there is an accident in this. That there is an accident in male and female. That there is an accident in who He has by His His own divine and sovereign nature stitched each of us together in our mother's womb to be. He's created us all male and female and that we are created in his own image, both male and female. Uh, That as we discuss the nature of, for instance, gender roles, we are careful to know that any sort of um, understanding of what it means to be male or what it means to be female that would cause one to think of one gender as being supreme over the other in worth and value is wrong. Men in their, in God's intended creation purpose are designed to be leaders, but that does not mean that women are any less his image. Um... There's a pastor that I, appreci- that I really appreciate who worded it this way. When you see God's created work, you see that over the course of six, gra- six days, he made all of existence visible and invisible, and it culminated in the unique creation of man, and that man, as he created him, was lacking until he gave man what is considered the crown jewel of creation, the glory of man and his wife. 
First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 discusses how the woman is the glory of man and the man is the glory of Christ. That God created all of creation, looks at man and says, this is a, be- a specifically beautiful work of creation in revealing who I am in my glory and that he has given him wife as a way of viewing a specifically beautiful creation in the glory in which man can be viewed, man and woman together. And that created in his own image means that there is something unique in who man is in contributing what we call the communicable attributes of God. Uh, Man is not created in God's image because God has ten fingers and ten toes. That's not what it means. But rather in what God can communicate about who he is, he's communicated in us. We see examples in knowledge. We have a capacity of knowledge that is unique to us as creation because in and of itself, we are unique in holding the communicable attributes of God. So too in righteousness, the standard of right and wrong, a moral code, the fact that there is that which is right and holy. Man has the capacity for that trait because it is a communicable attribute of God. So too in holiness, being separate, being other. There is something unique to man in creation. We are an other part of creation. We are of significant worth more than the rocks, than the grass, than the trees, than the cows, than the dogs, than the cats, than the chair that you sit in. There is something that separates us from the rest of creation. And that is because we communicate the holiness of God and with dominion over the, crea- over the creatures. Just as God has dominion over creation as its sovereign creator, us as image bearers are given the unique responsibility of taking ownership over creation, not to use and abuse, but to as God created for us to as well work within. Scripture that teaches these things, Genesis 1 26 through 28, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Colossians 3, 9 through 10, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. That There's something unique even as we see in Colossians here, repeated as well in Ephesians. They're kind of sister letters. They share a lot of the same things, even word for word some of the same things. That what Paul is writing, what God is communicating to the church here, is that just as God has created us, sin has plagued us, caused us to fall. The rebirth, the new life in Christ, he is creating again in us a redeemed creation. One that communicates that which our sin prevents us from fully exemplifying. I've been designed as man to communicate the holiness and righteousness and knowledge of God, but my sin prevents it. Christ renews that. The old self has died that the new man may walk. Ephesians 4, this same concept, 
in verses 20 through 24, after warning the church to quit living the way they lived as unbelievers, he says, that's not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That we as men created in the image of God are designed to communicate these things, yet sin prevents it. I can't communicate the holiness of God because I'm severely unholy. I can't communicate the righteousness of God because I'm severely unrighteous. I can't communicate the knowledge of God because I'm severely lame and dumb and crippled by my sin. But what happens in the work of Christ is that old self dies. That We say this with baptism. Buried in the likeness of his death and raised to walk in newness of life that there is a rebirth that happens, a new creation. That which is old has been put off. That which has been plagued by sin has been put off, that we can now finally accomplish our purpose. And what is our purpose? How did God create us? He created us man. He created man, male and female, after his own image in knowledge, righteousness, and holiness with dominion over the, crea- over the creatures. That our purpose is to uniquely exemplify who He is as our Creator, even to the extent in which we interact with and work among His creation. All of that was ruined at the fall of man. All of it was redeemed in the work of Christ. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Father, we thank You for the day You've given us and for Your grace and mercy. We thank You for Your love. I ask that You would use us this day, that we would bring a... To you, the glory do your name, the awe and wonder and reverence of you. Work in and through us to bring about your great pleasure, and may we love you fully. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, let's stand and join us.